0: So We've got news about annual Passover offerings happening here at Walt Disney World. Ballast Point Brewery is coming to downtown Disney over at Disneyland Stinkers. Bob Iger gets a pay increase. Oh, yeah. Good for you, Bob. Does that mean ticket prices are getting less, Bob? Don't think so. We've got trivia and so much more all in today's Disney Parks, a podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Nova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com, and Park Hopper John from WDWParkHoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times, and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Hey, buddy. Hello. How was your, I know we're going to talk about one specific thing, How's how was your Disney weekend?
1: It was good. I had good. a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah.
0: We yeah. did uh, We great. Uh, this weekend was uh, Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to all the runners. Uh, all I've, the Brazilian winners. And the Brazilian winners, of course. Uh, I've done a few of those races. My wife's done several of them. Mm. Uh, if you ran a 5K, a 10K, a half, or full, good on you, my friends. Mm. Congratulations. Yeah. Especially those poor marathoners who were running in the heat. Mm. The first couple of days it was cold, last couple of days it was hot. Yeah. Welcome to Florida. That's right. <laughs> so, that's right. uh we have weather for all kinds here. That's right. Uh can't can't have all four seasons at once. Florida says, hold my beer. Yeah. Uh so I'll tell everybody what I did on Saturday. Sure. Met with one of our runner buddies over at the oh. uh boathouse. She ran dressed up as the boathouse. She ran she ran uh, Oh, Kara. Uh, yes, she, yeah. her okay. skirt was uh, the gold that. that matched the uh, the Moscow Mule mug. And she had a little <laughs> sailor hat and a sailor outfit. She had a little boating thing. She ran. She did great. She did a half marathon. Then she, we met her there. Uh, another buddy of ours, Mark, met mm-hmm. us at uh, the restaurant, had a blast, had a great lunch. Mm-hmm. Then we moseyed on over because uh, Mark had not been to uh, Wine Bar George. Mm-hmm. As usual George was there. Right. Welcomed us and uh we hung out there for a bit.
1: Yeah. I assume he lives down here. Uh
0: I I assume that he lives at Wine Bar George. I think yeah. he's got a little bedroom in the back. Hey Mike. Uh and then uh we split. We split up there and Mark had places he needed to go. And then uh uh my wife and Carrie, Kara, and I went over to Wolfgang Puck's. Again. Bar and Grill. And sat outside, the weather was so amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sat outside enjoyed uh, uh some appetizers and some other things. It was wonderful and uh and then that was kind of our day so and we didn't do anything we just we just typical house stuff on Sunday so what did you do this weekend? Oh
1: well, Saturday night I went to Disney's After Hours at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Oh yeah! How was that? Fantastic! Fan flippin' tastic! It was. It, I'm telling you, it is my favorite thing that Disney does now. Yeah. Is these After Hour events, and I will tell you, there were even less people in the studio than there was in the Magic Kingdom. At the Magic Kingdom. Now we're going back to the Magic Kingdom in March for uh another one uh and we'll be able to do a little more compare and contrast but there were times that we were literally the only people walking in a space and there was you there was nobody else there uh we did all the attractions that were open uh we even saw all the, uh, almost all of the characters so let me pause you mm-hmm. uh rock and roll coaster uh-huh tower chair uh-huh
0: toy store land
1: uh-huh that's three. Mm, Star Tours? Star Tours. Are there any other attractions? That's it. There's no other attractions. Oh, there's the Muppets, but that wasn't open. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right? Excellent. Yeah. We saw Mickey, Minnie, uh, Chewbacca. Uh, we could have seen Kylo and BB. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kylo's a little scary, and BBA we've already seen. Yeah, he's round. He's just a plastic ball Yeah. Uh, that doesn't do anything except beep, beep. Beep, beep. Um, but, yeah, we had a great time. Great Good. time. Went on Slinky Dog twice. Could have, done, could have literally done that all night. Nice. Um, <coughs> did Swirling Saucers. Did uh, uh, Toy Story Mania. The whole, the whole. And no. Toy Story Mania. Yeah. And, to, and no lines. Literally. Wow. I Look, we got there at 7. The event started at 830. We went to immediately Slinky Dog. And that was our longest wait of the night because there was still some regular queued up people before the event started. Right. And they were checking everybody's bands, make sure everybody was supposed to be where they're supposed to be. Right. You know. And so, so that came
0: to roughly, what, 100 bucks a person? It's
1: 125 if you don't have any discounts. If you have DVC or annual pass, it gets discounted down to $98.72. Wow, that's not bad. With tax. That's not bad.
0: It's three hours, right? Yeah,
1: but from eight thirty to eleven thirty. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's the official time. You can go in as early as seven.
0: Now, does the park stay open a little later
1: so you do some shopping? Well, you can get in as early as seven. Gotcha. If if you don't have an annual pass or DVC or something like that, then you get in as early as seven. So from seven to eight thirty, like we quickly made a dart over to grab some food because we hadn't had dinner. Right. So we quickly had a pizza uh you know over i can't Eddie's cantina, you know over on sunset um and then we met up with uh, Robin Robin over there, cool and um hung out yeah, excellent yeah, excellent, so thumbs up then I'm telling you do it. they have tons of dates in all four parks this year, at least through spring right um, if you're coming down, just do it right just pull the trigger and do it. Cool. You will not be disappointed. Cool, excellent. Yeah.
0: All right, well, that's all we got for the front end. So, oh, survey. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. We want to make sure that you uh, you go visit. And we have links on the Facebook page. We have links on the website. Uh, we will have links in the newsletter next week uh, to our survey, our annual survey. Uh, we've condensed it a wee bit, but we want to know what we could do better to make this show more fun, more enjoyable, to get the most bang for your buck, so to speak. Uh, We want to make sure that we're doing whatever we need to do to make sure that you're uh, enjoying yourselves. We've been at this for a long time, and the best way that we can get information is if we ask you. So it's our annual survey, and uh, if you fill the survey out, your name goes into a special uh, hopper that we will – it's not rafflecopter, copter, but we will, uh, randomly, pull randomly out. pull out through the, uh, uh, the joy of the random picker on the yeah. internet. And you could win a tremendous prize package. And there's a photo on the, the landing page yeah. for the survey of right? some
1: of the stuff. Not all, of not all stuff. of it. No. there's even more. Yeah. It's all boxed up. All they need is somebody's shipping uh, address. That's, that's awesome. all ready to go. So, yeah. So,
0: uh, so, uh, if that's not worth a couple minutes of your time, Uh, I don't really know what it is, so please go check that out, Uh, DisneyParksPodcast.com. Find the click for the survey and knock that out, and we would sincerely appreciate it. We're just trying to make the show a little bit better for you guys, all right? Yep. So now, if there's not anything else, we should get into the the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Uh, hey, Walt Disney World Pass Orders, there's some special offerings planned for this year's 2019 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. And did I or did I not call oh, yeah. the magnet for oh, this yeah. year? It
1: has, I was, it has to be.
0: I was thinking maybe that they would hold off because he's, the figment is usually the mascot for the Food and Wine Festival. Mm-hmm. But now Disney was like, no, 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 no. We've got something special. Which indicates
1: to me it's possibly going away. Really? Yes. The magnet or... No, the Figment. Figment? Mm-hmm. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. I want. I want to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Uh, on your first visit to the festival, if you're an annual pass holder for Walt Disney World, you will receive a complimentary pass holder magnet that features the lovely and talented Figment for the first time in forever. So just stop over into the Mouse Gear or Port of Entry, which is one of the shops uh, right on the main. Uh, uh, what do they call that? that? Promenade. Uh, show your valid ID uh, and your annual pass card, and you will get a magnet. Uh, I'm jonesing for this one because I'm a huge Figment fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Passholders can complete their Figment look by receiving a 20% pass order discount on Festival of the Arts Magic Bands, which feature the playful purple dragon plus a Figment spirit jersey with spirit figures, uh, mm-hmm. t-shirt ornaments, and so much more. Uh, You can pick up your pass order exclusive festival merchandise that includes the shirt and coaster set featuring Mickey Mouse, a pin featuring Pluto, and an exclusive Figment cookie available for purchase at Taste Track from January 18th through January 26th. Pass orders can also enjoy a 10% discount on dining packages, and this is a big deal, uh, for the Disney on Broadway concert series throughout the festival and a special 20% discount on discount a uh, di- uh, 20% discount on dining packages at the Beer Garden Restaurant, which is awesome, and Coral Reef Restaurant for lunch and dinner through January 31st. Hmm. The Disney on Broadway concert series returns this year with live performances seven nights a week hmm. and features six brand-new to-the-festival performers. Hmm. That, on top of the, the food... Uh, booths mm-hmm. on top of Disney artists that you mm-hmm. can meet and greet, mm-hmm. purchase some of their artwork. Mm-hmm. It's a tremendous, not even the stuff for the kids. Mm-hmm. All that is included in your Epcot Park admission. So please take advantage and go check that out. Yeah.
1: We we got to go see the Ashley Brown. We should probably do the dinner thing. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I would love to Let's do pick that. pick a date. Tell me a date. I'll book it. Uh, okay. All right, next up is uh, Disneyland uh, a Ballast Point Brewery. First ever brewery in the downtown Disney district is opening soon at the Disneyland Resort. This is a family-friendly eatery. Houses 4,000 square feet of restaurant and bar space in addition to 3,000 square feet of outdoor dining. The rooftop features festive lighting and a cabana-style seating all with fantastic views of the Downtown Disney District. Nice. Uh, Ballast Point will offer more than 50 styles of its adventurous beers across 100 taps, and is creating specialty brews, which will be exclusive to the Downtown Disney District.
0: Dude, the you menu, me. Yeah. You me a beer.
1: Yeah. The menu will excite the entire family. Well, I think the kids might... Not be as excited as the adults. (laughs) With a mix of Southern California favorites, such as Baja-style fish tacos, Black Marlin barbecue flatbread, the California cloche steak burrito, and a variety of burgers, gluten-free options, vegetarian dishes, desserts, and a kid-friendly menu. Ooh, I was going to say
0: kids are going to love the vegetarian offerings. Although there's some kids that probably would. Yeah. The um, the California Cole Steak Burrito, mm. I believe, is probably a steak burrito uh, where the steak's probably been marinated in the Cole style mm. beer. If I had to guess, uh, I'm looking on the uh, our buddy over at the Disney Food Blog. and I'm fairly confident that's what it is. Yeah, Their, uh Ballast Point makes a great beer, so I'm super excited about this. Mm. This this is yet another great reason for us to plan a trip to go to Disneyland. Yeah. Not right. to mention, we've got tons of friends over there. Yeah,
1: you know, several are in the chat room right now. Yeah, wish you come. Uh, hey, last week we had a trivia question, John. Yes, we did, Tony. What is Mickey Mouse known as in Italy? El Ratino. No. Dang. Topolino.
0: What? Topolino. Little Topolino. How does Disney let that go? I don't know. Because don't you think Disney would be like, no, his name is Mickey Mouse.
1: I I I don't know. Like I said, I wonder how many other countries rename Yeah, rename Mickey Mouse as something else. Now, I know that other countries would
0: change movie titles. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like China changes movie titles all the time. Yeah, all the time. All the time. But I, I'm shocked that a, a surname, mm-hmm. not a surname, but a, a proper name like Mickey yeah. Mouse.
1: Trademark. Copyright trademark. name. Yes, yeah, Topolino. Yeah. I would love to know how that works. Yeah. So, uh, Mike S. was the winner, and as we'd like to say, Mike, it's uh, in the mail. We'll will it be tomorrow. hmm Sitting on my counter. Gotcha. Uh I know the
0: answer to this one. I got this one.
1: <laughs> uh Toy Story Four is coming up, so I thought I'd maybe start throwing out some Toy Story trivia to get everybody sharp. hmm So who voiced mm-hmm. Stinky Pete in Toy Story Two? Dame Judy Dench. Very close. Very, very close. Well she had just come off doing,
0: you know, the Epcot uh yeah. the spaceship Earth.
1: Right. Uh, if you know the answer, email that to DisneyParksPodcast uh, Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Hey guys, we just got done doing the uh, the live free Patreon show just for our patrons. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, go visit Patreon P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Disney parks podcast and i uh, check that out. Patreon is a way that you can support what we do here on the show. Uh, we appreciate all that you guys do. We have a lot of really cool perks like uh, ad free shows, special video content uh, and a lot of other offers uh, that our patrons enjoy. And we have a, a private Facebook group that you can be a part of. You can meet other patrons. You can chat, hang out with them. And on Monday nights at 7 PM, we do a special live show just for them and uh, we would love for you to be a part of that. Uh, we got a lot of ambitious ideas, and we're going to need some help doing that. So please, uh, whatever you feel that you can help us with, please go to patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast and help us out. Uh, if you love what we do, that's the best way to say uh, we love you guys. So uh, check that out. Uh, hey, buddy, uh, you work a regular job, right? Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to be nosy in specific mm-hmm. numbers. Did, did, did you get a pay, pay increase this year? Uh, no. You didn't? No. Have you had pay increases in the past? Uh, no,
1: not in a long time. Not really? But no. when
0: you did, what, what kind of percentage are we looking at?
1: Uh, maybe 1%, uh, 2%. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. We need to definitely get a gig like Bob Iger because mm-hmm. Disney CEO Bob Iger's pay just increased in 2018. 80% over 2017. So guess how much money Bob Iger made in 2018? $1 billion. Close. $65.6 million. Wow. Not counting stocks, not counting his other wow. side hustle projects. <laughs> That's crazy. This is a guy that literally just canceled his Twitter account. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> because
0: of making uh, some Who needs Twitter pods. when you have
1: $56 million, $65 million?
0: Disney CEO Bob Iger earned $65.6 million in 2018. That is an 80% increase from 2017 when Bob Iger made it paltry. I don't know how he lived on this. Yeah, How did he get by with $36.3 3 million? That's I, why he had to sell his uh, New York townhouse. Poor guy. God, yeah. just...
1: Could afford the right now. fire sale in the yeah. Iger household. Yeah.
0: He'll be doing a, a garage sale next week. Yeah, sure. Some analysts credit Iger's pay increase to the intense bidding war for 21st Century Fox. Hmm. We spent more money on Fox than we planned. Yeah, double. Which Iger helped Disney secure from Comcast to the tune of $71.3 billion. Right. Interestingly, shareholders might be somewhat bothered by the pay increase considering Disney's shares fell. Yeah. This past year. Well, we still got a dividend, though. Although this dip was consistent with the rest of the stock market, especially among entertainment industries, Mm -hmm. Iger's pay raise was released in a Securities and Exchange Commission filing by Disney on January 11th. Yeah. They don't don't ever publicly announce those. No. (laughs) So, just looking at some of the movie problems they've had. Mm. The big budget bombs. Mm. Of course, they get tax write offs on that. That's not yeah, that sure. big of a deal. After Iger's 2018 compensation was publicized, he announced Disney had nominated the executive vice president of CBS uh, CVS Health and president of CES CVS Caremark, uh, Dorica Rice, as Disney's annual meeting of shareholders as a as a Disney's. Annual meeting at a Disney's yeah. annual media shareholders on March seventh. has mm. publicized. Disney had nominated the what? nominated from what? I think for to be on the board. To be on the board. Yeah. Well, welcome to the board, kids. Yeah. Let me ask you a question and be honest. As a shareholder or as a Disney fan? As a Disney fan. Uh huh. Uh. Did he earn that eighty percent increase? I don't think over this Fox deal. Yeah, I'm having a hard time over that Fox deal because they started at one number and the Comcast got involved and then it shot up. Yeah. I I mean... Yeah.
1: No. I mean, I think, you know, getting Star Wars, getting Pixar, doing other... Marvel. I think those other things, yes, warranted, uh... You know, some incentive. Uh... But no, not, not, not for, but you spent twice, like you said, you spent twice as much as you were supposed to to get what, what did we get? What did we get from that deal? That's going to enrich the Disney entertainment universe. Probably when Disney plus comes out.
0: Yeah, maybe. Do you know, not only part of the reason that we did not have an increase in dividend, do you know the one area in Disney that uh, went down and did not increase this year? I'm
1: going to say Disney cruise. Nope.
0: What is the uh products and services division? The products. Oh yeah. All the toys and yeah. stuff. Yeah, consumer goods. Consumer consumer yeah. goods. Consumer goods went down. Mm. I watched a uh uh a mm. video today on a guy that was talking about when all the securities and exchange stuff came mm. out, that was the one area that went that decreased and they're blaming it solely at the feet of Star Wars. Really? Kids aren't buying the Star Wars toys. Okay. Because the movies aren't inspiring. Yeah. You know, they yeah. literally are just, you know, they... they blah. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we'll I... see what happens. And, and the, the the downside about this is this is coming right off of the announcement of Disneyland's ticket hike. Mm. And it's probably right before the announcement of Walt Disney World's ticket uh-huh. hike. Yeah. So, congratulations, Mr. Iger. You're rich beyond your wildest dreams.
1: <laughs> and we're getting poorer. Yep. Hey, uh, Disney World Annual Pass Holder Super Saturday is going to be replaced by new pop-up shopping experiences. Hmm. So Walt Disney World has announced that they will be replacing their monthly Super Saturdays event at Disney Springs with exclusive new pop-up shop, shop shopping experiences. Uh, the dates of these special uh, experiences will be announced throughout the year. Kind of like when they did those pop-up character things. Well, now they're going to do these pop-up shops. They had one for the purple stuff. This, I was going to say, didn't they just and, have yeah. one? But I think this is going to piss off the Disney Springs people because this was drawing some kind of traffic there early in the morning on Saturdays. For one hour. Yeah, to do some discounted shopping, though. Right. And now that's gone. <laughs> uh, so... Make sure your email address is updated in your Disney profile, because maybe they're going to email blast us. Uh, These new and unique shopping opportunities will bring the latest and greatest Disney merchandise with new products included in the mix.
0: I think this is great. Uh, I'm I'm disappointed, obviously, for the Disney Springs Springs. people. But the Disney Springs, isn't there like a vice president or there's a president in charge of Disney Springs?
1: The, yeah, every park and yeah. area's got a president, well, vice president.
0: This is when that guy needs a person. I should, should raise their hand. I say guy non-sexually. Yeah. This is when that person needs to stay. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Mm. We're going to do our own thing. Right. Because uh, I know they're already planning for the next uh, seasonal mm-hmm. attraction. Like they've done the bourbon thing and the, yeah. the winter and the wonderful thing. I know that because I was talking to some friends of ours that, uh, at the pig and they were hinting at some stuff coming around the bend. They didn't mm. give any details, Yeah, but, um, you know, this is a great time for that person to step up and say, okay, if we really believe that those were beneficial, we need mm. to figure out a way to make something like that happen here. Right. So what, what can we do and, uh, coordinate it through the shops and make it happen. Right. So, uh, this also, this next new story is something that we both talked about, that would start as soon as they made the announcement mm-hmm. that this was going away. But Epcot introduces a brand new Illuminations dining package. Uh, as Illuminations Reflections of Earth whoo, approaches its final season, Epcot is introducing a brand new dining package that offers uh, dining at a fan favorite restaurant and a reserve viewing. For the classic show. Mm-hmm. So, starting on January 18th, guests can enjoy the Illuminations dining package at the Rosen Crown Dining Room in the United Kingdom Pavilion. Nice. Yeah. Dine on a price fixed menu of classic British food, which is an oxymoron, mm-hmm. while enjoying the view of World Showcase Lagoon. Then stay for one of the best views of Illuminations in Epcot. Dinner includes unlimited beverages, both non alcoholic. And alcoholic Mm. for the adults.
1: Right.
0: Hello. Yeah. Uh, The first course features either a Scotch egg or United Kingdom cheese platter, which would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Entrees include fish and chips, Mm -hmm. corned beef and cabbage, Scottish salmon, bangers and mash. Dessert is the pudding platter with sticky toffee pudding, English trifle, and chocolate nougat bar. Kids get a soup or salad and then can choose between uh, cheese and turkey flatbread, uh, turkey meatball pasta, cheesy pasta, or fish and chips. Nice. For desserts, kids can have fruit salad or one of the trifles. Reservations are available beginning January 17th. The cost is $85 per person for adults.
1: Woo! $35
0: $35 for kids, three through nine. Fish and chips are not $85.
1: 35 uh 35 35 yeah. for kids. No, but I'm saying fish and chips for the adults is not $85 on the normal menu.
0: But it's, it's a first course, mm-hmm. a main course, mm-hmm. and dessert, mm-hmm. and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. beer.
1: Probably yeah. wine. Okay. And I so. think what they're doing is... Um, you know, next to the fish and chip cart, I think that that's the viewing area that they're using for this event. Yeah. So they're not going to keep everybody in the dining room. They're going to make everybody go outside. Of course. To that viewing area. Yeah. Which will be good. Illuminations
0: will complete its long run at the end of the summer. So I'm really kind of hoping that, you know, they're doing, uh, United Kingdom this time. Mm. And then maybe they'll go across to the, um, uh, Mexico pavilion mm. with that restaurant that's on the water. Yeah. And then maybe they'll do. Uh, the Moroccan pavilion Mm,
1: or Italy's got that viewing area. Italy's
0: got that viewing area Mm. so I'm hoping that that's the plan Mm. Uh, I'm not necessarily ready to throw down eighty five hundred and seventy dollars yeah for this yeah I'm not either but I would be willing to contemplate it maybe at the Italian place Mm. I would not pay $85 per person if they do it over at the restaurant in Mexico Mm. Uh, I've never I love the food I've never been happy with the portion sizes there. Yeah, I agree. I think they're very small, mm-hmm. considering what you get at a Mexican restaurant down yeah. the road, down the Chewy's way. Chewies
1: or something. Uh, yeah, Chewies or any, you know. Yeah, Taco Bell. So, no, not Taco Bell. Don't <laughs> tease me. I could probably go for Taco Bell. All right. Uh, next story is very interesting. How uh, is this a Disney story? I'm kidding. Busting okay. your chops. It's, it's so I'm busting Disney your related. chops. Busting your chops. <laughs> this person will always be Disney in my heart. Former Disney Pixar animation head, Mr. John Lasseter, has a new job. Look at there. Looky, looky. Looky there, Disney. He's still employable. He is now with Sky Dance Animation. So John Lasseter, who uh, completed his tenure as chief creative officer for the Disney Pixar Animation Studio at the end of 2018, has just been brought on to lead Sky Dance Animation. Now, if you've never heard of them, you will. Yeah. <laughs> you hope you will. <laughs> yeah, you after will. After he starts kicking the tires and lighting the fires. So after taking a six month leave of absence over allegations of unwanted advances, Lassett returned to Disney in June in a consulting capacity, but announced that he would be leaving the company for good. And I don't think it was his choice to leave the company for good. Right. I think they were kicking him out. Skydance Media Chief Executive Officer David Ellison announced that Lasseter would join their team later this month. According to Ellison, John is a singular creative and executive talent whose impact on the animation industry cannot be overstated. He was responsible for leading animation into the digital age while telling incomparable stories to continue and inspire uh, and entertain audiences around the globe. Sweet. Now, I will tell you this, my inside piece on this, is David Ellison is the son of Larry Ellison, who is the owner of Oracle, of which I work at. So I'm hoping John's now part of the family. Maybe I'll see him at the next team meeting. (laughs) Right? Can't be that bad. Yeah, no, no. no. I'm just looking up... uh... Skydance Animation. Yeah, I'm looking up Skydance Animation,
0: and and they don't have a lot of uh, a lot of animation titles under their belt. That, from what I've seen, at mm-hmm. least on at least on. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I don't think they've been big in the animation. No, I think that's where they're they're going to they're be, going they're. to be yeah. with the storyteller on yeah. par with. Now, I read that when uh, when they announced the hiring, there were a lot of blunt questions from. Uh, the Skydance team oh, to right. the Skydance leadership, mm. and they met it head on. They says, "We've we've discussed it. We've investigated it. Mm-hmm. We've talked to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put stop gaps in place." Mm-hmm. And John's he has our full support. Mm-hmm. Good, good for him. Yeah. Maybe that should have happened while we still had him. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, could have, should have. I'm not saying that if he was doing something abusive, mm-hmm. he should have been tossed out, but. If it's just a case of he was a hugger, mm-hmm. I get that. I'm a hugger, mm-hmm. I, you know, but I don't just hug everybody that I see. Right. You know. uh, okay, Hong Kong Disneyland is going to be offering permanent contracts to cast members over 60. Hmm. Hmm. A new policy at the Hong Kong Disneyland Resort will enable cast members who are age 60 and older to maintain permanent work contracts. If Disney could do this... Mm. You will work here. You are no longer with us. Yeah. According to the South China Morning Post, this policy went into effect uh, earlier and is benefiting the approximately 130 cast members turning 60 and older this year. Hmm. Previously, cast members at that age were only renewed on a year by year basis. This will create better job security for workers uh, who begin to work further into their golden years in China.
1: Did they want to make sure they can make the whole year? Before they, before they offered another position. Well, knowing, knowing. Oh that wait, you're still here. Okay, you can go one more. Knowing that it's
0: China, they probably say, okay, now if you if you pass away within yeah. the next, you know, <laughs> Three twelve months. months. If you pass away before that, we're gonna make one of your kids work. Yeah. Uh, I'm kidding, China. I'm kidding. So the new policy will enable older workers to live on their own longer. Fifty uh, nine year old Eleanor. Eleanor, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, sure. The resort's director of cleaning operations said it's difficult for those over 60 to find new jobs. This policy helps those who are still capable of working to keep living on their own. I plan to stay at home after retiring, but now I can keep working in the park as long as I'm capable. Hmm. New policy will only apply to full-time workers. Hong Kong Disneyland currently has approximately 430 full-time workers between the ages of 55 and 60. So I think this is a, I could spin it negative if I really, really wanted to, mm-hmm. but I don't. I think yeah. this is a really good policy. I,
1: I'll say this. When I was working here in Florida uh, back in the 90s, there were two large groups of employees. All the college kids and high school kids that had working papers or whatever, and then the old retired uh, community, the older people. The middle, there was – a, a I mean, I, management was kind of maybe the younger, the 30 to 40, because they were working 18 hours a day. But the other two groups were, I would say, compromised a lo- the larger part of the Disney employee community. And it, it, I think it still may be the same. You know, the college and the international college is a large part of the yeah. Disney employee community. Yeah. You know, and listen, if I'm wrong, somebody tell me because I, that's just what I'm seeing in the parks. You know? Yeah. All right, any hoot. Hey, hoot. Uh Speaking also of Pixar, Pixar now launches Spark Shorts, a series of short films from the studio staff. I guess these are the people that don't really have films that they're working on. They, they got time to... They got free time. Hey, go make there's, them short. There's a motive in here. You'll see it when you read it. Uh, with countless awards and dominance in the box office, it might be fair to say... That Pixar could rest on its laurels and chum out, ch- churn out, churn out hit after hit. But. They
0: fired John Lasseter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, a company with a history of innovation is looking for the next generation of filmmakers within its own staff. Now, well, there you go. That's the purpose. Nope. Uh, the studio has announced the creation of Pixar Spark Shorts, a series of low budget animated short films created by studio staff, regardless of what department they work in. So if you're, like, in the commissary, you can make a short film?
0: Hi, my name is Steve. Uh, I'm the I night janitor. I clean up the toilets. I'm uh, the night uh, janitor, and I'd like access to your multi-billion dollar Pixar rendering machine, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, <laughs> they have six months to create a short that uh, tells a personal and unique story. The idea is to share stories from diverse perspectives, from different cultures and ethnicities, and find new talent as new, the new studio moves forward. That's the purpose of this. Yeah. All right. But don't expect to see Lightning McQueen or Mike Wazowski show up here. Uh, in the announcement video, it is clear that these films will look and feel different from the Pixar films. That, well, yeah, they're being created by hey, takes Six months to
0: knock a film yeah. out.
1: Uh, compared to two years. Uh, short audiences are familiar with uh, Lindsey Collins, Pixar's VP of Development and New Media, said, that's why we call them Spark Shorts and not just Pixar. We want to discover the new creative spark and allow, it, allow us to start thinking about future storytellers, the future directors, the future producers, who they are now, how we get a sense of who, we are, who they are right now. All right, we'll go with that. All right. The first of three shorts in this series will premiere exclusively at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. At least it's coming in a theater, yeah, and not like some lead on some DVD. DVD, yeah. yeah. Uh, the shorts will follow a select screenings of the Disney classic, The Little Mermaid, from January 18th to the 24th uh before arriving on YouTube. That's where I would have expected it. Or the Disney and, Plus. Yeah. In the following weeks. Uh with stories uh from a fresh perspective, fans will see Pixar in a brand new way with Spark Shorts. Didn't didn't Disney have something like
0: this with Disney Tunes? Mm. Wasn't that the purpose of Disney Tunes? Yes. A yeah. smaller group of of young artists yeah. together in their own area. Uh, they were out
1: be- of uh, Canada and India. Yeah. yeah, 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 and they closed shop on that.
0: Yeah, last Disney year Tunes or two years ago. Yeah,
1: recently, I'll yeah. say.
0: Um, I don't, I don't want to say what I'm thinking because it'll just piss people off. Uh I think this is, I, I think in and of itself, this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Finding talent from within is great. Mm-hmm. We need the next John Lasseter to step up, sure, soon. Uh Pete Doctor, love him. Stanton. I can't Stanton, Andrew Stanton. Yeah. I can't remember the young lady who was who was yeah. Pete Doctor's cohort mm. and crime. Right. Um, I can't think of anything. Disney name. Disney Pixar has great leadership, but we need we need that visionary. Mm. Uh and and if this if this helps that along, I'm all for it. Even if the quality is not Pixar, mm. I'm pretty good with it because dadgum, Gum, Paperman and uh I love it? you. I love you was cute and I liked it. But mm. the one about the dog uh, with the food. Mm. Uh can't remember the name of it. Yeah. But those two those two shorts wrecked me. Mm. Uh what about Lou? Lou? Lou. Lou was good. Mm. But the one about the the uh the, the little uh
1: Chinese ball thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even the fish. Uh, not the fish, the bird. The little. Uh... On the wire? Yeah. That was cute. That's yeah.
0: old school Pixar. Mm. I'm talking about, like, you know, Lou was interesting. Mm. You know, Lou was interesting. And then, like, the the one about the ball, the little ball that came mm. to life and turned into the kid and turned mm. into. Yeah. Bro, that was crazy. Yeah.
1: So I, have, I have all the Pixar shorts on DVD.
0: Yeah. So I, I th- think that's great. And. I just want to make sure that we're not going too far down the crazy road right sure. there. That's just me. What do you guys think? Um, Mickey Mouse ice cream. Oh, my God. I saw this news article, and I literally. Blew didn't. your mind? Well, I had to change my underwear. Uh, the Mickey Mouse ice cream bars that you know and I love to eat at Disney parks are coming to your local grocery store. <laughs> mind blown. One of the most popular... I thought I would never, ever,
1: ever see this happen. Ever.
0: The only thing was Dole Whip, and I've seen...
1: Yeah, you can make that.
0: Yeah. One of the most popular Disney desserts at Walt Disney World will soon be coming to the Frozen Isle for the first time in forever at your local grocery store for a limited time. Mm. Nestle has partnered with Disney to bring a smaller version... Mm Mm-hmm. Of the Mickey Mouse ice cream bars into your home, and it's all just to celebrate that mouse's ninetieth birthday. Nice. The treats will come in a box of six, <laughs> and they're about
1: three ounces each. Compared and to last the last ten f- minutes in my house, <laughs>
0: compared to the four <laughs> ounce bars sold in in Disney parks, they'll start showing up in February. Does not, Disney hasn't reached a, uh, released a list of grocery stores where you can find these treats. My hope, nay, I say my dream, mm. is the the Mickey. Mouse ice cream sandwich. Oh yeah, I like Mickey bars. Mm-hmm. My wife li- loves them. I will run over you for a Mickey Mouse ice cream sandwich.
1: <laughs> that's cream that's Sammy?
0: my jam. So yeah, here's hoping.
1: Yeah. So uh, Jen in the chat room is asking, are they going to be like twenty dollars a box? Uh, twenty dollars <laughs> a box, five dollars a <laughs> well, pop. How, how much does one cost? They're the five dollars a
0: pop now. The box will probably be six fifty. A really? gallon of ice cream is five fifty. Mm-hmm. So six fifty for yeah. these. Why not? And they're Disney, and they got Mickey on Mickey on them. Yeah. And Disney fans will clamor to get them. I, I'll bet the day they come out, they'll be sold out, and there'll be guys standing in, in the carts with coolers mm-hmm. they brought from home mm-hmm. with with as many as they they'll probably have. Like limit four per customer. This is an item
1: that won't get sold on eBay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it will not, unless somebody figure out a way to freeze, drop, freeze, like free, super freeze, and uh, freeze. Send. I them. mean,
1: you can ship. Uh, there are places that will sell you ice cream, but it is very expensive to An- ship something frozen.
0: Ample Hills, yeah. Ample
1: Hills will do it. Yeah, uh, the uh, Penn State Creamery will do it. Uh, ben and Jerry's will do it. One yeah, time. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, but it's like uh, Penn State. I think for uh, you know a half gallon or whatever, is seventy dollars to ship. Yeah. It's like five dollars for the ice cream and seventy dollars yeah. for the shipping. Yeah, you
0: gotta be a Bob you Iger You gotta really level. want it. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be a Bob Iger yeah. level guy to order yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh so what do you guys think about that? What uh, here's a great here's some fun for the chat room. And mm. uh leave us a comment on the show notes or you can shoot us an email at Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. What one. is the one Mickey uh, what what is the one Walt Disney World treat or Disneyland. Or Disneyland that you would love to see sold in grocery stores. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be fascinating. I would. I wouldn't mind being able to go buy a turkey leg. Mm. I'd be all right with that little Rort district turkey leg. Yeah.
1: This was this was the item if I were to pick. you bar. Yeah, if I were to pick something. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know what you guys
0: think. Uh, We love having you guys as part of the show. So if you're not doing anything on Monday nights at 8 p.m., we record uh, the show live. We have the chat room, uh, interact with Disney fans from all over the world. Make sure you find us at DisneyParksPodcast.com. they got our show archives, links to amazing sponsors, as well as all of our blog posts. Uh, Make sure you find us at uh, Facebook. uh, Sorry, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. At Disney Parks Podcast and on Twitter at Disney Podcaster. Two things make sure you go fill out the survey, mm-hmm. make sure you sign up for the Disney mm-hmm. Parks Podcast newsletter. Mm-hmm. And if we don't see you online, we'll see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company.
1: Like a boat out of the blue, fate steps in and sees you through.